The Interesting Conversations with Interesting People podcast series with author Nigel Beckles. Welcome to the podcast. podcast. Please like the podcast, podcast. and subscribe podcast. to this channel. Podcast. Thank you. The very best way to promote your podcasts, Podpage makes it easy to create a podcast website with just a few clicks. Every page is optimized to be found on Google and it stays up to date forever. For more information visit podpage.com, the future of podcast promotion. Have you experienced several failed relationships or been through a divorce? How can you avoid making the same mistakes again? How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes is out now. Hi, my name is Nigel Beckles. My new book is packed with practical and common sense strategies that you can use to make better relationship choices. Now you can discover the dangerous myths about love. If your relationship expectations are realistic, why you could be falling in love for all the wrong reasons. How to avoid making the big relationship mistakes. It's a book that could change your life. Available from Amazon.co.uk. Kindle version also available. When the Mood is Right, A Poetry Journey and Mood Swings by Queen P. Available on Amazon and all good bookstores. The Royal Affair by Queen P. Dim the lights, sit back, relax, and breathe. You have entered into the Royal Affair. Queen P. Poetry Podcasts. Available now, 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 now. The Royal Affair. Get ready for takeoff. Welcome back to my Interesting Conversations with Interesting People podcast series. My guest for this episode is the creator of the Melanoid Chronicles Encyclopedia series, American Karina Hamid. Hi, Serena. Welcome to my podcast series. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I am doing very well. Very well. So where do you reside at the moment? I'm in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, U.S., uh, United States. I was born here and I moved back uh, several years ago. Well, you're the creator of the Melanoid Chronicles Encyclopedia series. Why yes. and when did you develop an interest in Black history? It's interesting because I don't think as, you know, whether, however you decide to frame yourself, Black American, African American, whatever, um, it's always been a part of my life. My parents always felt like the gateway to raising children who are proud of themselves and their heritage is letting them actually know themselves, their history and their heritage. <laughs> so they were very active in making sure that that was something that was important. What I did uh, and what I've done with the Melanoid Chronicles is I realized uh, about two years ago that not only has, if you know, you know anything about the United States, our entire history has been watered down completely. And you're basically taught in the public education system about maybe four people. And that's like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, <laughs> Rosa Parks, and maybe somebody else. And then everything else is about slavery. And so luckily for me, I went on and I got a higher education. I went to college. I did all these things. And, and I also had parents who raised me very well into knowing my history. But I realized a lot of people weren't getting that. So that history is always going to be somewhat lost. And we're going to be spending years, decades, probably another millennium, trying to piece together what happened before now. So the idea for me was, hey, guess what? In the new millennium, 
anyone born over 2000 and on, why don't we track their history? Why don't we change the trajectory of this? Because if you think about the psychology of it, you know, if you think that your entire existence is either poverty or slavery or all these things, that's what we see play being played out in our society. And I didn't want it to just be an American uh, Chronicle series. So you'll see people featured in the Melanoid Chronicles, Chronicles who are from all over the world. It was about the global community. I, I actually don't like the term Black. My mother always raised me that, you know, I'm not a crayon. <laughs> I'm not a color. I have an ethnicity. So as a, so if you'll see a lot of the language around Melanoid Chronicles being the African diaspora. And that's how I relate to myself. And that's how I expand to the global community. I've traveled all over the world. I am a member of the African diaspora. And there's so many of us. There are people obviously originally from Africa, people in you know Europe, and people in Mexico, people in Puerto Rico, all a part of the African diaspora. So that's kind of uh, how I came to terms with, I really want to create this amazing piece and this historical art that hopefully will continue throughout time. That's my plan. But I wanted it to the first one to be a collector's edition and expand the first 20 years of the millennium, because anyone now born over 2000 will have their history specifically documented. And I wanted to make sure it was a, it was it was available to people of many different demographics. So we have our old school kind of people and then we have our children. Right. And I'm a part of the old school generation. <laughs> so I made it available for ebook and hard copy. Well, you mentioned traveling. You said you've been to many countries. What do you believe to be the cause of racism, not only in America and here in the UK, but around the world? Depiction. I think that's the best way to put it. There's always going to be racism and that's always going to be available. There are always going to be people who are very limited mentally, environmentally. For example, in America, I feel that the Caucasian race, they don't have a lot of exposure to, they live in kind of little isolated neighborhoods. So they don't have a lot of exposure to a lot of different cultures. So everything they know about any other culture, they usually have seen on TV or heard in music. And so they don't have that idea of, no, the, there's people in every race. There's people who are difficult, nuisances, problems, criminals, and also people who are amazing and, <laughs> and intelligent and driven. That's every race. Uh, I always tell people, you know, in the white race here in America, I don't know if they do this here, um, the Caucasian race, they have a term called white trash, which I always thought was shocking because I'm like, why are they white trash? Like, we don't call Black people or people of the African diaspora who are poor or less educated trash because their idea is they're, they're white. <laughs> and I've never even thought about this term. They're white. Why haven't they succeeded? They're trash. So, you know, and so in their area, that's what they would call white trash, quote unquote. I hate that term. But the reality is that every race has that. Every race has the people who have fallen down, who are not good people, et cetera. But I feel like when it comes to my race, it's all about all of us are criminals because of whatever, because they haven't had the exposure. They, so all they've ever seen is whatever's on TV or, or radio. So they come, they take that into their real life and think, oh, if I see, you know, a African-American person or a black person or whatever you identify yourself with coming down the street, I should hold my purse. I should fear. 
I should this because it's all about exposure. We they're not exposed to us. We're and, and in a lot of terms, a lot of people who are who live in communities, certain communities haven't been exposed to them either. So they they'll see someone who's Caucasian who walks down the street, like oh they must have money they have because they're watching what's on TV. So I'm not saying that the media is the problem. I'm openly saying that it's not enough exposure to each other, positive exposures, where that just keeps generating the stereotypes. It just keeps the keeps it going. Well, I've been following the Ormod Aubrey trial. That kind of speaks to what you just said quite eloquently. I'd be interested to see what the outcome of that trial will be. Yeah, there's a reason we're feared, you know, because... Everything you've ever seen about us is fearful. If you ever turn on the news, and I don't know if it's, uh, you know, that's definitely like this in the United States. You know, they all it's always about all of this crime. And then they get people to represent from the neighborhood who are not educated, which people think is, I, I my minor in, in, in undergrad was jur- uh, political journalism. And we made that point, there's gatekeepers. And so they purposely find the person who is not, who doesn't speak very well. <laughs> You know, so everything you see in the daily news and the in in movies and whatever is always this idea that we are less than. I was on a phone call for the sixteen nineteen project with something they're launching in the U.S. where they talk about when the Constitution was created, we were slaves and we weren't seen as people. So the entire documentation of our country leaves us out. The entire documentation is based on racism. We're not equal. We're not this. We are their property. So when you have a constitution that still stands and still exists with that idea, you think that's not being carried out throughout society? But I thought there was something called the 14th Amendment, which gives everyone equal stature. So when when we say all men are created equal, they weren't thinking of us. We were property. We were property. So all of these things have been written. All these documents were written while we were still enslaved. So therefore, none of this pertains to us. There's actually a, a part in the Constitution that actually says that. It's like, oh, you know, if you have, you know, your property and slaves are listed as property, which was us at the time. So the reality is when you have, when the gen- when the makeup of a country started with the root of racism, it's consistently going to carry out throughout society. And that, and that's what we're seeing. So for me, the Melanoid Chronicles is, let's kind of, let's change the script a bit. Where let's talk about so that all we don't ever see, like we always see slave movies, whatever, like everyone now is like going crazy over Harder They Fall, which just came out on Netflix. <laughs> and, uh, and King Richard, which just was, was just released yesterday. I've watched it already three times. But all of these ideas of like, wow, these are people who have done amazing things. But when that's not being, there's a reason it's been written out of educational institutions. There's a reason because it's, it's to keep us exactly where they've always wanted to keep us. The civil rights movement was amazing, but people, they, they just, the other people just found ways to be creative with their races. And, and a lot of that has been passed out through law, through media, through whatever. So what the Melanoid Chronicle seeks to do is this is the first generation, and I'm not just talking about African-Americans, people in the United States. Globally, what the Melanoid Chronicles, what we're doing is changing that trajectory completely. So it's like this generation will have, for the first time that no other generation has had, they will have a series that highlights people from 2000 and on. 
So if you're 20 years old right now, you'll know exactly the people in your race, the people that look like you, the people who, who in the groundbreaking things that they've done. And none of us before them have ever had that. We've had little inserts. Some people here and there, you know, we've heard all about Martin Luther King. I'm exhausted from hearing about Martin Luther King, even though I love him still. You know, there's engineers and scientists and all these. Uh, we're not just talking about people from the civil rights movement. We're talking about people who were groundbreaking before that. And we know nothing about them. It comes up on my Facebook all the time. Did you know yesterday? It was like, did you know that Colonel Sanders from KFC, he actually took the recipe from an older black woman that he knew? You know, it's all of that stuff. We don't know the root of even where we're getting our chicken. This generation can do something different. This generation will have that documentation. And it's the first generation ever to ever, that will ever have that in this country and globally. So give us some examples of some Black people you believe have not been given enough attention or recognition. Uh, You know, there's so many. Uh, So especially, uh, I have a niece who loves science. A lot of engineers, uh, a lot of scientists ignored for their groundbreaking things. I would say definitely um, there was a book released several years ago called The Immortal Life of Henrietta Lacks, who her genes and DNA have defined medicine up to this day. I mean, there's so many. I mean, literally, that's why the family, that's why the book came out. The family started suing. So they're like, she didn't even know that, that these things were being taken from her as far as her blood work and all those things. Uh, so I think science and technology have really silenced our voice. We have to stop thinking that, you know, pe- the people that look like us are only in basketball or, or sports or entertainment. We've had scientists. We have congressmen. You know, unfortunately, Colin Powell just passed away from COVID, which broke my heart because, you know, he was controversial. But the moves that he's made as far as political stance, Kamala Harris being, you know, uh, elected last year is so much outside of media and entertainment. Where there's there's people that the the Guggenheimer, which is one of the biggest museums in New York, New York City, just released. She did the uh, the woman from there just she just became head of the Guggenheimer, first African American woman. I mean, it's insane the things that are happening that we don't see on the news every day. You have the first chief of staff uh, for in our military, uh, African American military, African American. All these things happened in the last twenty years. And how many of these people have you heard of? Why are they celebrated for the amazing things they've done? Why have we heard of them? Because we're in a structure, an institution of racism. You know, these are stories I would love to shout out and scream and say, oh, wow, there's this. Even, you know, we want to take someone who's popular. Okay, let's do a popular person. If we want to take, let's go with Venus and Serena Williams. They're easy. All of their groundbreaking tennis matches and the history they've made all happened from 2000 to 2020. And none of this is being recorded. None of this is being documented. So for my niece, who's 15 years old, she loves science. And I have this huge science book on my coffee table. And when she comes over, she loves it. She reads it, but no one looks like her. That's not coincidental. That's by design. So we have to redesign how our stories are being told. Not only in the U.S., but everywhere, every society, the global community. So how do you think awareness can be raised regarding Black history? You know what? I think the energy is already there, if I'm being honest. 
So one thing that happened this year is this is the hundred year anniversary of the real of the Black Wall Street. And let me explain what that is. United States after slavery hit and after people were freed from slavery, there were people who started building communities of doctors, shops, retail stores, dentists, everything you need. Like, okay, great. We already know we're not going to be accepted. So let's build our own community. And it was amazing. It's expanded several blocks. It had everything that anyone needed right there. And and so the people who were providing the services were able to make money. People who needed services were able to be provided for. It was the best thing that ever happened. And sure enough, people got wind of it. Caucasian Americans who got wind of it decided to burn it down one day and destroyed it. And that was the first idea of civilization and independence for, you know, African-American or Black Americans in this country. And it was burned down. So this is the 100-year anniversary of that. And so we've seen several in Georgia, in the United States, they just redid a Black Wall Street in a mall. And that launched, that actually uh, launched a few months ago. And it was huge. The numbers were, crowds came in from everywhere to see it. So I wanted to release the Melanoid Chronicles at the same time on the 100th year anniversary of this groundbreaking place that was destroyed. So it's one of those things where that's, it's about knowledge is everything. And I hate to sound super corny, but it's true. If you know who you are and you can't know who you are, if I'm talking to someone outside of my race, they can tell you, oh, my dad was half German. My mother was from Swiss. They can break it down. And you honestly think that doesn't play a part in who they are, knowing their history and where they come from and what they've done. That is what is missing from our community. And that is why you see a bunch of foolery (laughs) going on. It's like a bunch of chickens with their heads cut off running around. So history is extremely important. Knowing where you come from is above all else. I mean, we're dealing, and again, this is just my personal thing. We're dealing with religions that have nothing to do with us. We're dealing with societies that have nothing to do with us. And we've adapted it because what else did we know? History is everything. It doesn't get any more serious and important than knowing where you're from. The reality is in America, we're so far removed from Africa that let's not even talk about that's not that's not the issue. Know who you are, even in America, even in I, I remember I, I was in London for three months and I came back to the States and the things I told we don't travel a lot here. I was watching King Richard last night and I said, oh, you know, their biggest dream was, hey, I want to play Wimbledon. I was like, I've actually been to Wimbledon. They have a whole section for them when all they ever wanted to do was just play there. Those kind of things, that's what boosts the self-esteem of a race and a culture. And if that's been constantly denied to you, then you have nothing. You think you're nothing and you become nothing. But one thing I can say and I congratulate is in the midst of all that and what the Melanoid Chronicles will show you is that even in the midst of this impoverty, this oppression, this discrimination, this all this racism, Look at all these people that look like you who have done amazing things just in the last 20 years. Groundbreaking people. That's our mission. So when was the Melanoid Chronicles published? The Melanoid Chronicles was just published. You know, I wanted it to happen a little earlier in the year, but with publishing and the amount of research that we had to do, 
uh, we didn't want to get anything wrong. You know, uh, when you're releasing something like this, a lot of people will love it and a lot of people will hate it as we talked about racism. So I don't want to get anything wrong. I wanted to make sure everything was well documented, cited, copyrighted, everything. So I actually thought that we would release this uh, this summer. And but from the amount of work, I underestimated the amount of work that it would need to be done. So I'm okay as long as, because the Melano Chronicles uh, spans from 2000 to 2020, it was just important to me at this point that it gets out this year. Because then we're already gearing up for the next, for 2021. And there's been so many already, so many groundbreaking people that I was like, it has to get out this year because we're getting gearing up for the next one. This is not a one-time thing. The first one is a collector's edition. And then from there on out, it's going to be like any other encyclopedia series. Again, both available in ebook. And we're also doing a documentary series, a docu-series. So what we're doing is we're pulling people out of that. So however way, some people don't like to read, some people need to see it. So we're pulling specific people out of that and, and interviewing them and discussing with them their accomplishment and how they got there. So this is all very new, but it's actually gaining traction pretty quickly. So Serena, how can people contact you? They can contact me. Uh, our email address is melanoid, M-E-L-A-N-O-I-D at A-M group llc.biz our phone number is plus one six six seven four zero five three three seven two our website is am group same thing llc.biz you can always read more on on our our mission and our idea behind the melanoid chronicles you can purchase the melanoid chronicles right there if you want a hard copy cover uh, and the ebook will be announced shortly as well any media inquiries, you can go to the same website backslash contact and just fill out your information and what you need. And you can and you can uh, get us directly from there. So media inquiries, you can contact us. If you want to read more, go to our website. If you want to subscribe, email us because the ebook is, is, is coming shortly. So we have a lot of people emailing us so we can have them on a list to provide them the link for the ebook. Zarina in the USA, thank you very much for your time. And thank you so much for having me, Nigel. I really appreciate it. Please follow author Nigel Beckles podcasts on Anchor, Amazon Audible, Spotify, and all major podcasting platforms. Thanks. Thanks.